The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Dan, welcome to the Rational Basis of Happiness. What's your question? Hello, Doctor. Uh, My question is, is it possible for a person to make a statement in front of others, kind of a derogatory statement, and then deny having said it uh, later on when confronted? You mean, can they lie? Well, some people think he was lying, but when I saw him, he was just staring straight ahead, and he wasn't looking at anybody. It's almost like he was in a trance. Yeah, tell me what he did. Who Who is he, anyway? A friend of yours or a family member? Uh, it's a co-worker. A co-worker. How old? Is he very aged, or is he... His age? Oh, I'm going to say, well, he's retired. He's, so he's re- retired. He's Okay. Well, 60s is still young in my book because I'm getting up there in age. <laughs> it's funny how that happens. Uh, 30 used to be ancient to me, and now 60 is young. <laughs> um, you see, he's a retired co-worker, and he, sa- he made a nasty comment about you? Um, yeah. Yep. And he made it with several other people heard him. Now, they think that uh, he's lying. Yeah. That he remembers saying it. Yeah. But when I looked at him, it's, like I said, he was just staring straight ahead. So you were there when you saw him say it. Yeah, I was sitting close to him. Okay, and what did he, I don't know if you want to say the exact details or if it's even good to put on the air, but if you can clean it up a little bit, what essentially did he say? You're a rat, you're stupid, you're a loser, you're Uh, unlovable. I had had an affair. Oh, he said that you had had an affair? I had had one. That you had had one in the, in yeah. the past. And it, it, was there any truth to that? No. No. Absolutely not. Okay, so it'd be like saying I had an affair because I did, or I, I had had one because I, I haven't. I, I, um, I have a feeling yeah? that he heard it from somebody. And uh, having seen me made it come out. Well, that's certainly possible. Have you ever slipped like that? You see somebody and it triggers you to say something before you put on your filter, your sensor? I don't ever remember having said anything like that. Yeah, well, maybe not like that, but I know that we certainly have family members, and I'm probably guilty of it myself, where we just blurt out something. We go, oops, I wish I had had my filter on, mm-hmm. and we all get a chuckle from it. <laughs> it's wouldn't t- you remember? Uh, yeah, you, well, you, it, Yes, I don't know. I don't know if he's got early dementia. I mean, only you would you would know. Has he ever done that before? Are no. you are you around him enough? And he's, all, he's a he's a very good friend and always was. And and, and uh, what does he say when you confront him with it? Oh, I would never say that. I didn't say that. And what do you what does he, uh, did you ask him if he heard it through the rumor mill? Yeah. And he said yep. he did? He, he just said he was embarrassed. And he said, oh, I never would have said that. Okay. I never said that. Well, I he, said, well, two other people heard you say it. Yeah, maybe he was just so embarrassed that he just lied. And sometimes people can put on a very good front. I am always amazed when, especially when it's a good person or a good friend, when they can look you straight in the face. And not many people are very, very good at lying. But I know I've been tricked, and every time I, it's not that I'm tricked all the time, but the few times when I've been tricked big time, I keep those as examples of the fact that people can really 
uh, put on a convincing front. But you did give one clue. You said that he looked embarrassed. Now, if uh, someone said to me, Ellen, did you ever say that I had an affair? And if I had never said it, I'd say no. And I wouldn't look embarrassed at all. Why? Because yeah. I never said it. The fact that he's, he was embarrassed. But even though uh, two other people said, oh, yeah, you said that. I mean, and he denied it vehemently. Okay, it could be the beginning of memory problems. The big question is, what do you do with it? Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad, and then Alan will be back. Romance. <laughs> I wish I knew more about what girls want from a relationship. Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Huh. The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. The big question is, what do you do with it? If it's the only time in this very good friendship that he has slipped like that, you could either just take a wait-and-see attitude, if that's because you're, you're trying to inform yourself, what do I do with my friendship, right? You can either take a wait-and-see attitude, Dan, saying, if this ever happens again, um, I might distance myself a smidgen from him. It doesn't mean you have to dump him from your life, but you might just not confide in him as, as often or as deeply as you might have done in the past. Um, or it could be that he's starting to lose his memory. I had someone today say something to me, and then about 20 minutes later, they told me the same story. And I said, are you aware that you just did that? And, you know, as we get up there in age, that starts to happen. Family members do that. Uh, and that's <laughs> that's one of the perks of getting older. You get to hear your own story more than once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And... And so I don't. I think that you, what you're asking is how do I evaluate a very good coworker, a good long-term friend of mine, who seems to have spread a rumor about me, or repeated a rumor in public, and is he doing any damage when I'm not around him? I mean, that certainly would be one of my questions. Or was this just a one-shot deal? Is he losing his memory a little and? Uh, or is it that he was massively embarrassed and even can't sleep at night because he lied to me? <laughs> you know, I don't know what's in his head and you don't either. And it, when, whenever you get a question mark like that, you really need to hang in there a little longer and get more information on the person. Because certainly if he had memory problems, would you get upset with him? If you found out that this was a pattern in it with his family. You might not tell him anything but you because you, know, you don't want to start a rumor mill, but you can still keep him as a buddy where you can get together, play cards, or do whatever you guys do. I never had anything like that to confide in anybody. Oh, well, that wonderful. So okay. That's but, what really threw me for a loop. I just couldn't figure out. Yeah, no, I would just... Uh, it had I, to be something he heard. Yeah, and it could be that he overheard something. And as you mentioned, the first thing you said was you thought maybe it just triggered him to just blurt something out that he said. And maybe maybe he thought he was just saying it in his own head, although that's a long shot. But it, if he's 
up there in age, although that's hard for me to say when he's only 60. <laughs> so, uh, but you, you can have memory loss start around then, too. I mean, you can have memory loss anytime, but... Uh, so so I, you you think it may be uh, due to age? I don't know. I think you just need more loss. information. But I wouldn't toss out a friend over one event like that. I would just wait for more information. But it is a curiosity piece. Listen, thank you so much for your call, and I wish you the best, Dan. Well, Doctor, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. Why don't you stop drinking? Anybody can be a drunk. <sighs> Anybody can be a non-drunk. It takes a special talent to be a drunk. It takes endurance. Endurance is more important than truth. Endurance is more important than truth. And what you just heard there, the drop was from Barfly, what you just heard there in cognitive therapy is called permission-giving beliefs. What lies, what rationalizations does he tell himself to take this pseudo-pride in being a drunk, like he's cool, that anybody can tell the truth, anybody can be a a non-drunk, but boy, it takes a special person. He puts himself on a platform to be a drunk. If you find yourself engaging in any self-destructive habit, take a moment to listen to your own thoughts, and I promise you, you will find permission-giving beliefs ideas that you're embracing that sabotage yourself and that allow you to continue to either overeat or smoke when you know it's unhealthy for you or to drink or to use drugs. Listen to what you tell yourself and then in a better moment of your own, when you bring your better self to the table. Uh, Have an argument with those uh, arguments that you bring. (laughs) Have an argument with yourself, and you might find that you start to win the argument and stop self-sabotaging. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com, and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and Dr. Edwin Locke. Encourage your partner to pursue his or her values. You do not want your partner to ever give up important values, assuming they're not irrational values, such as taking illicit drugs, being abusive, or having an affair. Neither partner should ask the other to give up valued activities or valued friends, assuming the friends are not unpleasant or dishonest people. This principle applies to all important values held by your partner, but especially the most essential ones, such as a career. Encouraging your partner to act to achieve important values, but also helping your loved one to maintain the proper attitude toward those values is part of living up to this principle. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated. So send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash your family today. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Stouffer's, helping bring your family together with wholesome dinner options, even on the busiest of nights. Find dinner table ideas to bring your family together at letsfixdinner.com. To get kids involved in dinnertime conversation, ask specific questions, not broad ones. Instead of what happened today at school, try what was the best thing that happened today. The more specific you are, the more they'll have to say. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Do you ever feel overlooked in your romantic relationships? Well, when it comes to love, sometimes it's good to be selfish. Find out why in the provocative book, The Selfish Path to Romance. Being selfish means valuing yourself so your partner will value you. Discover the secrets to keeping yourself front and center in your relationship and building a romance that will last. Find The Selfish Path to Romance by Drs. Ellen Kenner and Edwin Locke on Amazon or at SelfishRomance.com. That's The Selfish Path to Romance on Amazon or SelfishRomance.com. Somewhere in America, at just this moment as you sit listening to this radio show, there's a young person waiting to discover Ayn Rand's novels, waiting to have his or her life changed by the beauty of Ayn Rand's art and the logic of her ideas. Through ARI's free Books to Teachers program, we have delivered more than 3 million copies of Ayn Rand's books to schools in every state. You can help us reach young minds today. Make your tax-deductible contribution now at aynrand.org support.